Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Oh, a Sopranos podcast. As always, my name is Joe Spellman, and this is Charles Oakley. And this is Charles Oakley the second, <laughs> my son. <laughs> nobody knew, nobody knows about him, but uh, he exists. And I am Anthony Mason from the grave. And... <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Jesus! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, we are oh, a Sopranos podcast. I don't know. I was thinking, like, what's the best? What's you know? What's the height in there? You know? Sure. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. And you had to go with anyway, a dead person. Our guest just dropped off. <laughs> yeah, our, I wonder why. Yes. <laughs> Our guest is uh, a part of the media and uh, does not want to have any for, affiliation with this episode. <laughs> before, I will. I, before we introduce our guest, Dave, you'll introduce him. We are talking about Omar Fu, season three, episode twelve. Omar Fu. <laughs> My, he's no, no, no. Omar Fu, or whatever. He's not, Omar he's not in until the next episode. Omar Fu from yeah. The Wire. He's <laughs> Omar Fu coming. He's in the next step. Uh, yeah. No, um, we, Omar Fu, Omar Fu. <laughs> I know French. I actually know French. I think so. Tony pronounced um, it better than you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dave, uh, go ahead and introduce the, uh, our, nothing, our guests. Nothing but illustrious guests. Uh, we have uh, this week a, uh, a real gentleman, uh, the darling of Nick's Twitter, the pride of Long Island. Uh, as he would say to start his own podcast, the Knicks Film School podcast, the most beloved Knicks podcast, in my opinion. Uh, John, how the hell are you? Your opinion's the only one that matters, <laughs> Dave. Um, m- multiple time guest on the Knicks Film School podcast, That's might right. I add. Right. Uh, I thought I was coming on here to discuss MoFo. I thought that was the name. <laughs> no? That's not the... Okay. That's not, I love people, that Some people call it that. MoFo. We can talk MoFo. about some MoFos. Uh, um, thank I'm I'm honored to be on. Really seriously, I, and I did. Uh, I maybe you guys are gonna bring it up. This was a special request when you got when you first told me about this podcast. I'm like, oh, when you get to this episode, you gotta have me. Yes, on. and that was when we were in season one. So uh, yep. we have we have waited a long time to have the great Jonathan Macrion. Uh, thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, Called it ahead of time. What is, I'm I'm curious like what so I mean obviously this is probably your favorite episode but can can you articulate what what it is about this episode that made you so eager to jump on with us here? Sure. Um it's it's a weird episode, right? Like the one after it's like, you know, I was thinking of trying to think of like a basketball analogy because I have, I have a Knicks podcast. It's sure. like the the 94-95 Knicks being your favorite Knicks team. It's yeah. like, you know, they went to the finals in 93-94. 
Um, you know, Pine Barrens is, I mean, it, listen, you want to say Pine Barrens is the greatest hour of television, modern television? I'm not going to argue with you. Sure. Could, you could make an argument for that, sure. Yeah. Um, sure enough, I like the episode after it. It's my favorite episode of the show. Um, I, I think for me, uh, as as great as Pine Barrens is and as great as like so many episodes of the show are, um, there is something about it pops when Tony is, is on the screen. And yep. um, this is... I think you could argue this is a, a peak, peak Tony episode. We'll, we'll, we'll get this is, this is his hour for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And that for me, that's what really brings it home. And specifically when Tony gets into fights and, oh, yeah. and, all, and even if we're going to bring in another level, I'm just a sucker for a really good argument between a man and a woman. About <laughs> oh, yeah. That scene is, it's I mean, incredible. it's, it's really, really one of the best scenes I think in the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I think I'm with you after watching these two back to back. I think this is definitely better than Pine Barrens. Um, yes. I love Pine Barrens. Yeah. I don't really know what my favorite episode is, mm -hmm. but I would definitely say that this one is better. I mean, is you know, I, I, I certainly think. I like this one better. Well, I mean, Pine Barrens is funnier. It gets remembered for the comedy, right. but this yeah. is more quintessential Sopranos. This yeah. this is like what the rest of the show. This is more indicative of what the rest of the show also, is. Also, and it's yeah. and it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and the two heavy hitters uh, in the show are Edie Falco and James Gandolfini, and it, and it really shows right. off their talents um, better than yeah. almost any episode. Maybe Whitecaps is the other episode that. Yeah. Shows yeah. off um, their their acting uh, chops the most, especially because it's it shows it off between the two of them together. But um, mm -hmm. but this but this episode just shows off how fucking good they are. Yes, and it, it's also you know there's for me I I you know like you guys I, I was you know, I was in like late high school college mm -hmm. you know when it, when the show came out so I was already of the age where I could kind of uh, appreciate like the artistic like beauty of the show and there's some of that here too mm -hmm. but also back then it's like man i want to see some i want to see some some people die yeah you know and this episode has one of those no, moments you're, you're where, right i mean yeah it's it really like everything that uh sopranos fans look for in an episode you could be an episode yeah. you could just be there for the violence uh and it certainly has that i think it has maybe like the most intense shootout of the series for sure, right? Like, what other episode has has like a back and forth sort of like shootout action sequence? But then yeah. there's also so many like deep. Uh, you could go deep and and explore like everything Tony talks about with Melfi. Whoa, 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 whoa. And really get into what about when they have the shootout with the Vipers, dude? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I always forget the Vipers and uh, how. How can you forget the Vipers? Oh, the Vipers. Intimidating the Vipers are. <laughs> with the vipers um yeah uh that comes much later but um but yeah let's 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 dive right in um for those of you who don't recall this episode this is season three episode 12 the penultimate episode of season three written by david chase and my boy frank renzulli who i previously erroneously said had left after season two but he ducked in here for one of the best episodes of all time so I'm not going to hear it from you guys about Renzulli today, okay? Uh, well, why, but, well, whatever. I mean, but why? Why is he in here? Because he's not, like, listed as a producer, like, uh, you know, like he would be. Chase knows how to how to, how to play <laughs> to people's to strengths. Had to bring him and in And he okay. said Renzulli, no other yeah. for this episode. Directed by 
the fantastic Tim Van Patten originally aired May 13th, 2001, mm. uh, rounding out my junior year of high school. That's there. right. A uh, little, little rundown for those who don't remember the episode. Tony and Gloria's relationship comes to a decidedly uncinematic end here. Uh, Jackie Jr. and Dino shoot up a card game. Um, and Tony puts Jackie Jr.'s fate in Ralphie's hands. Uh, and Carmela, uh, her her arc of the season of exploring whether she should stay in this uh, marriage or not um, sort of comes to the conclusion that she's going to stay um, uh, as long as it benefits her. So mm-hmm. uh, kicking it off. You know, this episode really to me, I realize, is about both Gloria and Jackie Jr. Uh, headed towards self-destruction, right? They're both just like out there making all the wrong decisions, doing all the wrong things. Or in Gloria's case, it's it's what she wants. But one one story kind of ends with a bang, and the other with a with a whimper. Can uh, we, we make o- an, a quick assumption? If if you're at the stage of your relationship where you have to chase after your significant other in a in a dark parking lot, it <laughs> may that may be the the first telltale sign. Hanging up. Nah, yeah. It's all about the <laughs> chase, John. It's all about the chase. Come on. <laughs> I know many you know women have chased you down in many a parking yes, lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dave. Well, there are, there are a lot of, fan, a lot of fans here. of Criminal Minds out there. They just, you know, they, <laughs> they want to, everyone wants a piece, you know. Every, everybody wants to make you not an incel, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's um, the incel guy. Uh, but we open this episode uh, with Carmela and Meadow um, in a museum. I don't know where they are. Do you, guys, do you guys know that museum? I assume the Met. I assume that's the Met. That's what I assumed, yeah. Sure. Oh, is it, I, I, it might be like supposed to be the Met, but I don't know if they actually shot there or not. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's the Guggenheim. Uh, it's the Goog, though. I know the Goog. <laughs> uh, we got that that sort of uh, opera song that that we heard playing in Pine Barrens when Paulie's in the car and looking out at like the the passing um, countryside of South Jersey, uh, called Sposa So Desprezata, which means. I am the scorned wife, you guys. Oh, really? I think, yeah, yeah. I think that fits a character in this scene. Um, hmm. But she, Carm, yeah, is is we quickly learn spotting, and uh, she's going through some tumultuous emotional uh, emotional times. Why do you guys think they they chose that the mystical marriage of Saint Catherine that 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 uh, painting with the baby? Uh, so, you guys have like a take on that? So they can get that line out that she points out that all women marry babies. Yeah. Right. And Fair they're enough. also throwing you off that like you might think like we might think that she's pregnant. Oh, that, yeah. That right. too. Because she's spotting and yeah. Oh, yeah. They talk um, a lot about that. But, uh, you know, obviously. She, right. Yeah, and she does. Not, uh, she she gets like teary eyed with a beautiful, innocent, gorgeous little baby who I guess uh, is she likening that to Tony though? When she says we all marry babies, like, is she seeing Tony in this painting? I think she's yeah. also, um, yes. And I also think that she thinks she might be pregnant. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hey, but she also seems like she, but then she thinks she, she, then she thinks she has ovarian cancer. Like right. she's, 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 all over the she's place. definitely a little emotional. Um, you know, so uh, it also seems yeah, like she know. wants to be pregnant, like that. Uh-huh. The scene with the oh. ladies at um at Artie's, mm-hmm. it almost seems like I feel like I mean AJ is getting older. He's like not around. He's at uh what was, what's his stupid friend's name Egon whatever the fuck <laughs> he he's yeah, he's right. at Egon's he gets, he's at Egon, Egon, Egon Spangler's Spangler, yeah. all the time, uh getting rid of ghosts 
and uh, Ghostbusters, Ghost. another cash cow. Another cash cow. <laughs> Uh, and like Tony's off with Gloria, like he's not around. Like that scene between the two of them when he when Tony comes home, and she's yeah. making the lemon snaps so awkward because he clearly hasn't been there. And like he's like trying to have a conversation with her, and it's like so fucking awkward. Uh, yeah. So I think she, and and obviously Meadows at college, so it might be like empty nest kind of syndrome hitting her hard. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, from there we get the little parking garage scene with, with Tony and Gloria where she has like been following him. Um, and, or she actually just, she probably knew when Tony had his appointments with Dr. Melfi. Right. Right. So she stalks him down and they sort of make amends there. Uh, even though Tony doesn't really want it, but, but he's like, I guess gives her some slack cause she's like, Hey, I've had a rough couple weeks, whatever, which seems normal enough, which, and later we find out is not normal at all. But in the therapy session with Tony and Melfi, this is where, where Melfi brings up the concept of Amor foo mm-hmm. or uh, Omar foo. Yeah. Omar uh, cra- foo. Crazy oh, love. Omar foo. <laughs> all consuming. Uh, yeah. I mean, Omar foo, that definitely sounds like my relationship, right, babe? <laughs> I was gonna get her on. Let's 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 uh, like have a therapy session right yeah, now yeah. with you and you and your. I was wife. gonna ask you boys because Jonathan is married. Uh, I'm married. Joe is married. Uh, Golias, you're almost there. You know, Basically once married. you grow a pair, you'll be married. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you feel when you first met your significant others that it was a morphu? Because I feel like most of the time when it is that all-consuming love, it do- doesn't work out. You know, it like crashes and burn it like it's it's full of passion, full of fire and then fizzles out. Cra- crazy enough, I, I have to say uh, it, it was um, and God I, damn my you, God, my, how, how much how much is my wife going to get upset if I reveal the, the, the backstory of our of our uh, early goings? <laughs> hey, what the hell? Um, no, we had we it was like one thousand percent crazy love. And I think the the craziness put it on the rocks for a bit and it was like it teetered and then we were, we were like on the brink and then we we were like okay we got something good here we gotta get really you know ground in thankfully right. um she she did not have to come chase me down in, 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 <laughs> in the parking lot i mean and, you, and subsequently I'm... you never body slammed her onto the, <laughs> onto the floor we i mean that's hope. just on on you know that's for saturday night kick yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I feel like I'm still like I'm still in it. I still oh, shut up, food. dude. Joe, you fucking <laughs> no you I romantic mean, like, dog. No, you. no, no. I'm not even saying it from a romantic standpoint. I'm saying it from like it's fucking like crazy being with this bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like insane, you know. Sometimes it's like it's like insane, and we drive people. You know, we drive each other insane. But yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's 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 where I took it. More. Sure. Well, sure, there's sure. there's a difference between like uh married couples years into a marriage driving each other crazy yeah, and yeah. and the type of a more foo that tony because how long have they been together at this point months couple months maybe right yes were Ooh. they dating before thanksgiving i, I don't i don't know she goes away for christmas um, to yeah. morocco so we're, we're yeah we're meant to believe that this is probably like i don't know like a, a month after christmas or so ish yeah and it was Probably. cold at the zoo because they were both wearing their, right. you know, right. their, yeah, yeah, their bundled yeah. up there. So yeah, a couple, couple months. A few and months. let me just clarify: we, we've <laughs> always been driving each other crazy. That's what I'm saying. Is that <laughs> okay. it's been nonstop. All from, right, all right. From I'm, now, Matt. Now, Matt, I asked the question. 
spells is doing damage I just wanna, control I just right want to make sure we're, we're on because i because uh, you know we're, you're on my page here i can see joe's uh, we get it we joe's get it. clothing yeah. is getting thrown out the window right now but your wife is is <laughs> very cleaning. much not gloria Trello. she's cleaning right right but but it is it is interesting when you think about Tony because he does you know he has this larger than life personality and and so over the first like couple of seasons his significant others are these like two bit you know say the word you know cool yeah you said it not me um so it, you know it, it that I, it doesn't feel like they they really scratch the the itch that he really wants to be scratched, you know? Right. And then yeah. this, this makes a lot more sense to me. Well, he said, he almost says as much. I think it's in a Melfi session in this episode where, where he's like, Oh, she's, she knows a lot of shit about a lot of things. She took herself to Morocco. Like, Great line. Yeah. but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Morocco. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morocco. Like, but I mean, arena was certainly not doing that. Yeah. God, classic Renzuli. Classic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's looking for that kind of thing. And then we also see it subsequently in, in his Gumas, not all of them, but um, um, uh, Valentina, uh, the art dealer. Like she's she's a little yeah. more like Gloria than she is his other Gumas. So it's almost like Tony sort of graduated to like, he expects like a higher class of of side pieces. It kind of um, kicks Yeah, it kind of kicks that into gear because then he chases after um, Juliana Margulies' uh, Juliana Skiff or whatever. Uh, that's right yeah, so yeah. It, it does kind of uh you know spark something in his uh taste in Gumas. Right. you would think maybe gloria uh would have like turned him off of it but uh <laughs> nah. from this experience because it gets pretty intense i mean melfi no. she says certain types of people are drawn to fire you know they they oh, yeah. look like moth to a flame right <laughs> that's and what, tony that's what i'm saying tony is the flame just like spells is the flame spells stop you gotta stop dude you gotta stop now. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying, you know. Let me ask boring. you this, Joe. Did has it's Ashley ever thrown someone... a side of beef at your neck? Mm, she threw something no. at me. We <laughs> we fought each other once well, on a football Sunday. Uh... <laughs> you, you know, it's boring if you're if you know if if you're uh, with somebody who's just like into reading or something. You know, you know, it's like. What uh? <laughs> All right, we're moving on from Joe's okay. damage control okay. here. <laughs> Joe likes drawn to, Joe likes you know, the Spitfire types. I'm drawn types. to gambling. I'm drawn to like you know booze. Like you know, I'm drawn to. I'm drawn we to get fire. it. We, we get, get it. it. Your you're, wife you're, is an alcoholic cra- blackjack crazy dealer. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we get I've it. had a chicken wing thrown at me. Does that count? Oh, that counts. Ooh. That counts. Where it hit? Well, it hit like on the shoulder. So. Oh yeah. Mm, no, no, I don't know if I should count it. Uh, anyway, uh, so then we get into Jackie Jr. and Dino. They're they're kicking up to Ralphie, and they're clearly like positioning themselves to uh, rise up through the ranks. But he lets them know they're they're not making the cut. This is like a, one like half a step up from like Bevilacqua. <laughs> it's there's there's like quite a few similarities between Bevilacqua and uh, Sean Gismonte. Right. But oh uh, yeah. But in season two. But uh, but yeah, that sort of starts that storyline. This episode, then we get Tony and Gloria in bed. We get the never forget a Fez joke, uh, and <laughs> Gloria starts talking about her sister and how like more, she's more not shitting to see her on kids Los Angeles, like the oh, the Santa Monica school. Santa Monica yeah, school. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always the West Coast, the crazy fucking West Coast. It feels like like New David Jersey Chase was like, are. whatever you do when you're writing your script, 
You have to have. You cannot talk well of Los Angeles. You must shit <laughs> I, on. You it. know. I mean, I don't I'm like sorry, talking but well like, about Los Angeles. That's true. But like that's true. when when she talks about that, like uh, this is like a probably a dumb name drop, but like I I remember uh, a relative of Joss Whedon discussing the same thing about how his stupid like his kids have weird stupid names and they go to this stupid school in Santa Monica and they talk all like all like hoity-toity or whatever flighty Christmas is, uh, uh, yeah. is the c word it's kind of it's thing. definitely a real thing well, it's like that that uh Twitter account uh Los Feliz Daycare or whatever it's like that's what it's <laughs> yeah. like making oh, yeah, fun yeah. of all the like uh yeah the bourgeois right. like woke LA parents right yeah. Um, they always, yeah, good, good for getting their jabs in on the West coast. Um, but yeah, then Gloria starts talking about maybe, maybe she'll get lucky and she'll get plastered to, to a truck grill, which is a hard right turn from, uh, out of nowhere, right? Yeah. It seemed like a lovely evening. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is someone who has thought about their own suicide. Yeah, exactly. Some red flags tone. But he's he's like not he doesn't want to be he's he he just wants to be left alone. He doesn't want to hear about anybody's problems. He just wants to see Gloria uh, and her hot body gyrate to uh, little Steven and uh, and 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 fuck him. That's basically all he's getting out of this. Yeah. Um, we go to the pizza place, which I think is the same pizza place we saw earlier in the season where there where Jackie almost like had a problem with somebody for for smoking in there. Uh, and and there's like a little tiff between him and some Latino gentleman. Tells them to go find a Taco Bell, mm-hmm. um, and it gets physical. And dude, they fucking knocked over like like ten of dude. Roy, guys, Roy's like, fucking glass. bottles, dude. He's like, been collecting them for years. <laughs> those are like Campari bottles, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Twenty years I'm collecting it's these things. Uh, he's he he's very nice about. <laughs> He should have fucking smacked Jackie in the head. Eh, he's like, he's what the got to be nice. That's the place where they wash money through. Like he's got a fuck. He probably has a had a gambling debt, or his father had a gambling debt, and uh, he's got to be nice. Otherwise, yeah. he would tell Jackie to like stay the fuck away from there. Otherwise, he gets a, a he, pinky chopped he, off. Yeah. yeah. He, otherwise, he ends up like Beansy. You know. Yeah. I remember, you know, he's the other <laughs> or guy worse. going to pizza place. <laughs> hey, oh man, oh, Beansy. Oh man, Roy! Uh, that was the yeah, that was the Christmas when Roy fucking put a bullet in his head. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, but then Chris walks in, and he's he's sort of like impressed with Jackie, and he's like, "If you ever think of jumping ship, you know my number." Is so like yes, Ralph gets like the bull share of the blame for what happens to Jackie for sure. But is Chris sort of complicit here? Like, do you guys think in in stoking the flames? Sure. sure. I mean, he 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 reminds him of him probably. I mean, he he you know he him and Brendan were doing the same fucking shit as uh, Dino and uh, Jackie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and also Chris has been told several times, I think, by this point, by Tony to like leave Jackie Junior the fuck out of it. Yeah. Right. And he's like, hey, here's my card. Fucking call me if you want to. I mean, be in the mob. He even, <laughs> he even he even says to Jackie, like, fuck Tony. Like, fuck him what he thinks. You gotta you gotta eat too. Right. He even says that's true. Like, yeah. He's like, nobody has any right to tell anybody else how to make a living. Yeah. So which... he knows he can use him basically. Do, I mean, he's used think, them before. Do you think part of it too is that like there's a natural competition between the two of them because they kind of are like se- like you know semi semi similar situations where they've been groomed ish oh, 
And he doesn't like him kind of being around, even though Tony has tried to keep him out of the business. Like he kind of almost wants him to like uh, submit to his downfall because it'll help Chris in the long run. You know, because Tony he is the hair apparent. He's the hair apparent. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that Chris is consciously making that that call, but uh, no, no, no. But yeah, I think, I think more than anything, Chris just likes how Jackie sees him as like the fucking cool guy who's made it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Chris likes playing that part. I think that's why he like goes into the pizza parlor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're bonded. In a episode, uh, he's like, I can't, I really can't be seen in a place like this anymore. And he still fucking right. goes in. And, so. they're, and they're bonded by the, uh, the jewel, uh, uh, charity concert, uh, heist. So, <laughs> that's you true. Know. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like yeah. a great, uh, you know, it's like, like a great experience for them. And they, you know, they shared yeah. that experience together. You What's know. your guys' take on the uh, on the scene with Gloria driving Carmela home from from Globe Motors? I I, I, oh, I remember that hit home for me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, who who hasn't you know had their had their significant <laughs> other driven home by their gumas? Oh yeah. boy, yes, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it happens. All it's the, the time, it's but. the nightmare. I mean, it is the big nightmare. <laughs> You never want I mean, I, I will say this, uh, and this is talk about an old, old, old relationship. I did. I did uh, at one point. I would never forget it. I was uh, in a past life. I was a DJ for bar and I had um, my um, I, I may have I may have had something a little something going on. Uh, let's say on the side. Sure. OK. Um, sure. And my, long time um, ago. It's just many, many, many lifetimes ago. <laughs> and um, my uh, my my girlfriend at the time was at the bar and then this other individual showed up. Um, yeah. And, and started making small talk w- with my with my girlfriend. And I, it was one of those is one of those feelings that you will never forget. And wait, I, wait. I, did, did she know that that she was your girlfriend? Oh, 100 percent. Oh, God, <laughs> dude how did you react to that what were you just like honestly yeah i had a buddy of mine who would who would uh dj sometimes on the side and i was like you gotta step in and finish the night for me and i went and grabbed my girlfriend i'm <laughs> like we gotta home. go yeah good move and that That's was my that was my very mature i mean i was like 19 at the time so sure. right there, there, this is literally a lifetime ago um but did so you, yeah is this on long island did you grow up on long island no, no, this was in this was in the city. I I, uh, I grew up in in Staten Island, much better. Oh, obviously. oh okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I almost mentioned yeah. that because most of our episodes start off. I ask the person where they're from, and Joe either has a story relating to going to Hofstra because they're from Long Island, or has a story <laughs> about growing up in Staten Island, which is where yeah, Joe I'm is from right. Staten Island. I was born in Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's and and the 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 girlfriend at the time was also from we were both from Staten Island and oh, okay. uh, this other person was an outsider. So oh, she was, oh, I, don't know, I don't know where she was from. She was from somewhere else, not Staten Island. Dang, yeah. dang. Yeah. So this, I, like I said, this episode hits home for a lot of really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, sure. yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna reveal. We're gonna keep peeling back layers here and see what else uh, John's got up his sleeve. <laughs> uh, now we got uh, so. Then, I mean, first of all, Gloria seems like an insane person. She's driving a million miles per hour in the suburbs and yeah. she's, and she's like forcing Carmela to tell, to like, I love how she makes Carmela say like, oh no, you know, the Ivy League school, Columbia, yeah. like such a, just like trolling her to move. Yep. Yeah. Um, the school, that's a big no, no, school broadcasting, school broadcasting. <laughs> um, then we got uh, Jackie and Dino eating leftover pasta and talking about like, you know how they're gonna fucking make their moves. 
Um, this is like such a familiar scene to me. Like, oh yeah. Like whatever leftover shit yeah. I had in the fridge, my mother had in the fridge, like high school, college, like just having friends yeah. and eating wait, it. Like wait, waiting, hour. waiting for like one split second of a movie where like a woman is half naked for like you know. <laughs> oh my god! You're like oh yeah. When they I smoke, mean, was the, this is where they were like getting high, right? These and guys are gonna... children. Well, no, I was gonna say this is where Ralphie comes in. Yeah, and tells right. them about Feach's card game. Right, um, right, right. You know, he's like me, me, Tony, your dad. Like we were our own little crew. First of all, Ralphie, you were not fucking there. Like <laughs> you were not involved in that crew. He is. Yeah. He is lying. Right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you really think he, he, he had the he, clap all that that bad, and he was uh, like, uh, "Kill me, my dick was dripping." <laughs> I could have fucking right. shot up a card game. I think he was involved in the crew, but like. Was he was he involved in going to that thing? Never. No, no way. Never. I, yeah, I think he he was like around and he knew those yeah. guys, but I don't yeah, think he was like yeah. close with them. This was our real first insight into like who Ralphie really was, because I feel like before this episode you didn't get the full Ralphie yet, and then by the end you're like, "There's something going on with this guy that's more there's more than meets the eye here." Well, you're very he, right. When he says um when he says Jack spoiled him. Like it yeah. makes me think that they were friends. Like they were all friends. It makes me think like they were friends to some degree. Right. I think but probably like I'm I'm I don't I'm, think friends how Tony Tony and Jack Senior were friends. I don't think yeah, friends yeah. how Tony and yeah. Silver were friends. Uh, well, sure, not as much, but he was definitely like, you know, he was around. around. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were probably involved yeah, yeah. in in shit together, but I think especially for this the heist the Feach heist, I'm sure they were like, we can't have fucking Ralphie around because he's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why do you think Ralphie told them? That, I mean, do you think Ralphie knew what the hell he was doing by telling them the story? Maybe it's a silly question, but I, I don't know. I don't know. If no, that's- I, I don't think that's silly at all because yeah. I think there are some theories that 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 Ralphie knew what he was doing. I, I think mostly he, he was just trying to um, look almost similar to Chris in the pizza parlor scene. Like, just yeah. trying to like look cool when like these guys yeah. are totally driven by ego. And when you have some like young kid who, you know, is like just looking up to you and like, uh, you know, studying your every move and wants to be like you and wants your life. Like a guy like Ralphie is going to wake up in the middle of the night and, and pretend he needs to go fucking whatever he does with the dishwasher just to tell that story to these kids. Cause he's, <laughs> he's like, you know, talking about his glory days here. Yeah. yeah. It uh, makes, it makes clear how, you know, guys like, you know, Jackie jr. These are, these are pawns in in this larger game, and it, yeah. it, the guy, the, those who don't realize they're pawns, get you know what what happens, yes. um, and the you know you have to kind of real you know it's it's it really sets up kind of how this whole system works, right? right. You know, it, it's just a bunch of guys out for themselves, and you got to figure out how to navigate it. It's it's hundred percent. I think I think yes. Uh, I don't think he was like setting Jackie up to. I don't think he was like planting the idea of like. Hey, go fucking stick up a card game. But I do think he was like, Hey, maybe I like tease his interest a little bit. And down the line, he can be useful to me as a pawn, as you just said. Yeah. I think, I think, I think even if he does that subconsciously, I think that's what's going on here. Um, then we get the scene with, uh, Carm crying to a pedigree commercial, which is (laughs) always uh, love it. Great. Great commercial. Great Great, great commercial. My God, what's wrong with me? (laughs) I mean, it sort of cheapens that moment in the beginning where she's looking at this beautiful painting of the baby Jesus, and then she's like equally bawling over a fucking dog food commercial. But uh, I think that's the point, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of like, yeah. 
but um then we get the scene where tony uh and gloria discover that her tires have been slashed uh and she accuses tony of of knowing who did it what do you guys think happened here i don't know i, I i've never <laughs> I no known I, I i mean i it, obviously it wasn't tony like i i don't know i like a part of you obviously <laughs> is meant to feel like she did it herself to like create more drama between mm. them that's you know that's actually probably true that's actually i wasn't that, even thinking this probably. oh really that's yeah, always been my, my mind i don't yeah. i don't know though that ugh. I saw it as like three three options. It was either Arena because she had a history of of doing it, as Tony said. Mm-hmm. It was just some fucking kids because God knows I fucking trashed. I didn't slash tires, but I I I did some damage back in my fucking idiot high school days to some unsuspecting people with like lawn signs or like Christmas uh, reindeer in their front lawn. But like you know, when you're a kid, you do that kind of shit. Sure. Or it was Gloria, Gloria herself, which would be a great way for her to set up like this dramatic end that we know she sort of craves. Right. Um, I am. Um, have, have, has anyone here slashed a tire? No, <laughs> I, I personally have not. I haven't. How, how easy is that? Like, does it just explode in your face if you do it? Like, <laughs> you know, fans of the pod email us or send us a message <laughs> yeah, on Instagram because, because I've, you know, wanted to slash a lot of people's tires like yeah, uh, all the time. And I'm like, would would that how how you're easy afraid it it's gonna explode in your face? Because you know what's what the because you know what the easiest thing is is letting the air out. So why? Sure. And that's, that's just, just that's probably true. just as annoying. So why the fuck? How easy is it to slash a tire? And why would you do it when you can just probably let the air out? I, I guess, I guess because a lot longer. And also, like, if you just let the air out, then someone might be like. Oh no! Did I like hit a nail or something? Or, like, right. Okay. If you sure. slash it, it's like, oh fuck! Does someone hates yes. me? <laughs> someone yeah. Also, they they can't patch that up. Right. That's like you're, you're sending a message. Quick story about Staten Island. I'm I'm pretty sure that my parents' tires did get slashed on uh, living in a house on Staten Island. I think that's a rite of passage in Staten Island. Yeah. Your tire, was... either, your, either your car, either your your car door needs to get keyed or your tires need to get slashed. I. Talk about an insane thought that I just had. The b- basic instinct with the, um, with the you know the clip from from any episode which I guess yep. we didn't we didn't get to yet. At the end, there's the the re- at the end of that movie. Obviously, there's the reveal with the ice pick. Um, couldn't they have figured out a way in this episode to work in a reveal with Gloria, like show Gloria has like a knife <laughs> or something that she used to cut cut the tire? That would have been a nice little. Tossing. Right. Yeah. Right. Bit, bit heavy handed though. Yeah. The, the the handle of the knife says tire slashing knife. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ren, yeah. Ren no. Zoe, but I I think you fucked up intentionally. Man. Like, <laughs> I think intentionally they leave it ambiguous as sure as so much of the Sopranos is for, for the best. Right. Um. But yeah. I mean, the very next scene is is them uh smoking weed and and uh watching behind watch, the watching music. Instinct. These fucking children. Uh, watch it like the, are they the, the dumbest characters in the in the history of the show? I, I, I that's obviously a massive statement. Yes, and, there's a lot of dumb characters. I mean, but I think, really I stupid. Think, I think Sean Gismonti um, is up there. I, yeah, I think Sean and um and, and um, Matt and Matt are dumber. I but yeah, because they're also a little older. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you need to give Jackie and Dino a little more, especially like, I think that the purpose of the basic instinct scene where they're like, you know, 
geeking out over uh, Sharon Stone uncrossing her legs for a split second, like, is just to show these two are fucking children. They are not the men that they want to depict themselves as. Because God knows, I fucking put on HBO uh, late night, whatever, taxi cab confessions back in the back when I was <laughs> yeah. like, you know, oh, in high yeah. school or whatever, and fucking geek out over that. Spe- That's like such species a- two. Oh. <laughs> oh, species one. Why, species you, one? why, you, hey. jump, why are you jumping over the original? Yeah, you, know, you know, you're right. Back to back. You're right. The double feature. Yeah, double yeah. feature. Um, but yeah, these these two are obviously uh, not not men, and no. they're they're making childish decisions. Uh, and paying uh, adult consequences, I guess you could say. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Oh, 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits, so it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire that you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Now, right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Um, from there, we get to Carm uh, at her confession scene with uh, Father Obosi. I, think. Love, I, I was a huge fan of uh, the movie Ghost Dog. I was probably like one of like three people that loved that movie. And and this this guy's in that too. He's such a fucking good actor. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. where he was from. He's he's uh, real African. Yeah, he's well yeah, he's French speaking, but he's from like the Ivory Coast. But oh, okay. uh, he's fucking great. It, listeners, if you haven't watched Ghost Dog, I don't know if it holds up. But in college, <laughs> I in college I watched it religiously, and the soundtrack is all like Method Wu-Tang. Man or something in that. Who who else? Well, oh. Forrest Whitaker is Forrest right? Whitaker is the main guy, oh, and it's Wu Tang did and RZA did the sound yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, and there we go, some bangers on there. But uh, so yeah, apparently the scene like a bunch of religious people were up in arms because oh, because wow. Father Obosi his advice to Carmela uh, was substandard according to a lot of uh, Catholic officials, I guess, when he tells her, you know, don't divorce Tony, which is the exact opposite of what Dr. Krakauer 
uh, told her a few episodes ago. Yeah, the fucking uh, Jew. The fucking Jew. <laughs> he says, learn to live with the good part and forego those things that lay without it, uh, which is quite convenient for Carmela, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. bury it. Just bury it. Yeah, right. you you sleep out sleep it. outside, sleep in a sleeping bag in the backyard because uh, you you gotta forego your house that the mob paid <laughs> yeah. for. I but, just uh, I'm thinking that between this and the the AJ staying getting kept in school a few episodes prior and uh, Melfi taking the money extra money from Soprano or from Tony, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people making convenient choices choices in this couple of episodes stretch. It's yeah. true. Although, although this episode, I just realized, uh, Melfi told Tony she's not charging him for this, this entire month of sessions because yeah. he paid extra. Yep. So, because I, I thought the same thing, John, I was like, I was like, oh, she did make a little bit of moral compromise when she paid for her kids' books with the with the money Tony tipped her extra for God knows what. But like, uh, but <laughs> find her <yeah>. speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it ends up you know she did the right thing. Uh, Melfi, what a what a what a stand moral up, compass stand of the show. Up, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, uh, then we get uh, Carm and Tony eating breakfast, uh, where she tells Tony that Meadow and Jackie Jr. are finished, um, and that's when Gloria calls. Yep. And we get, I gotta say, Gandolfini uh, milks everything he can out of the power of of acting using eating honeycomb as a device <laughs> like, <laughs> like he like yeah. he's his slow chew as he realizes what's happening like is mm-hmm. fucking masterful yeah um and maybe want some honeycomb um and obviously he heads straight to globe motors grabs her puts it up against the wall his hand is like fucking 80 percent of her face it's so big <laughs> uh and uh and tells her they're fucking over mm-hmm. and then we get another classic renzuli line uh Tuesdays I could take my or yeah Tuesday I could take my kid uh, to Raffy. That poor guy, he just wants he just you know just wants to spend guy, time with his kids. John, that you're you're, you're 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 a, you're a dad. Is is Raffy still slap or are kids not on Raffy? <laughs> yeah, right. Because Baby Beluga was heavy in the rotation when I was a little kid. I know that. Man, that's um, I don't even know how to answer that. I love that that guy delivers that dumb line to. <laughs> With his back to camera, it sounds. Like it's got to be ADR. Got to probably be ADR. ADR yeah. It's ADR. Yeah. They added that line in. They're it's like, probably no, Renzulli. Funny. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably kept it open. Um, like uh, they were like a ton of alts, and yeah. like David Chase was like, "I guess this is the least stupid of all the shit you came up with," or just not having a line anyway. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> right. but it. Right. It really that guy really does because like when you first meet Gloria, there's this kind of allure about her because you know Mercedes like is still like you know it's a she works at a car dealership, but it's it's Mercedes, right? So it's top of the line the whole yeah. thing, yeah. and this kind of really brings it home. Like man, she's just she's just selling cars with these schmucks. She ain't yeah. shit. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. That's very yeah. true. Um, and then from there we get the uh, Vesuvio scene with the uh, them discussing Hillary Hillary. Uh. Ah, Hillary Clinton, um, which which so realistic. Like this is like such a like, because like I feel like so many women had this conversation in the tri-state oh. area about Hillary oh. Clinton. Like my grandmother, my, my mom had her. that conversation with like I, I that was that's my like as a, a lot of young Italian men watching the show. Like if you're being honest, like you know you see your parents on screen and like yeah. my mom oh, said yeah. all that shit about Hillary. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. 
my my mom not a fan not a fan <laughs> no not so much. Uh, <laughs> uh but hey it's they great. they they sort of uh use it to what well, carmela uses it to to help her feel better about staying with tony right and right. i feel like that's yeah. ultimately what her storyline is here it's like her trying to like she just wants to hear what she wants to hear so she can keep on living her her life of luxury with her fucking ring and everything else but um but also um I, it's so on the money about like what Hillary did do for her career. And it's like, true. Look, she came very close to being the president of the United States. So, it's <laughs> like, well, uh, about forecasting, right? This was how many years, 15 years ahead of, you know, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not bad. Yeah. Hey, not bad. Um, back at the bang, we get, uh, Tony gets a call from Gloria on the phone who, uh, Hey, uh, Annabella Sciorra does a great inde- indecipherable hysterical crying, I gotta say. Um, and uh, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> yeah, do it for us, Joe. <laughs> it's just like that, right? Yeah, yeah, moving yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Tony, Tony shows up at her place. <laughs> um, and this is where they have it out. And this is like, I love this, I love this little exchange they have here. Um, the top, I mean, top five scene. In the, you know, yeah. In the you know what's great yeah. about it to me is that, like, obviously they're trying to liken her to Livia as much as possible without being too on the nose about it. Right. And so when she says shit like, you know, I'll sit back like a mute while you screw everyone out there, like that's a line that Livia, not yeah. exactly, but but earlier this season even. So like, you know, I you know I should have just stayed quiet like a mute is a is something Livia actually said in season one. And then it's a recycled line that they use for CGI Livia at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like a nice little bookend where like, and then of course the, uh, Oh, poor you is, is what puts the nail on the head. Right. Yeah. But you, you have to, when, when Tony, when it hit, when it, it the light bulb goes off for Tony, yeah. you, it, you have to have that realization with him. You can't have it before that's so like even though it's on the head like right. it can't be too on but right it, yeah 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 a hundred percent and that's why i think this is so fucking well done because if yeah. she starts saying things that livia exactly said it would be like come on really but but just i gave to show you that, that moroccan she... robe on a silver platter <laughs> <laughs> right uh but yeah so so tony's uh when he's like you know i didn't just meet you i've known you my whole fucking life like chills get chills but yeah. but that's that's what takes the scene into uh you know she's like if you go i'll call your wife i'll go yeah. to columbia oh. i'll tell your daughter about us and that's yeah, where she's... where she hits the fan did you right? notice by the way he cl- when he after he closes the door he locks it oh i didn't notice I did not know really <laughs> i i noticed it last oh, i don't wow. think i ever noticed it before last <laughs> and i've seen this episode i don't know how many times i picked that up last night yeah i mean wow. that's wow. what's great about the show yeah but yeah, I mean, so, ultimately planning on possibly killing her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that to me. That's you know, for for you know, fans of Italian uh, things on screen, like you know, The Godfather two, uh, you know, Michael Corleone moment with the the abortion scene. Mm. Like this oh, to yeah. me is the is is James Gandolfini's his version of that moment for this. Sure, that's a that's yeah, a great sure. little parallel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he only stopped. Do you, so here's the question though: Do you think? If he didn't also come to the realization that killing her is is what Gloria wanted, that she would have gotten some sick sort of pleasure out of it, uh, do you think he would have 
fucking gone gone that way like yeah actually... I th- yeah i think like he at least the way that he that gandolfini plays it it's like he's so taken aback by her wanting him to kill her that he's like this this is too fucked up yeah yeah so yeah i yeah. think she by 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 screaming that at him i think she like saved her life ironically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so intense yeah um uh, and, and then f- straight from there, we get to the card game heist, which is also intense. First of all, yo, Matouche, the driver. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Why the fuck are it's you driving game. for this guy? This guy got you your fucking ass beat. I love it that he leaves too. Yeah, he leaves. Oh, that's great. Like, oh. Fuck the. Why did I come here? No. Why did I? Yeah, because you know, Jack. Jackie was like, "You owe me." You know, he like that's like he's like, "Bro, I fuck it." You know I take care of you. Like probably talked him into, it and he's like, "Okay, uh, all right." Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I guess I'll what do is, it. What does Jack? What does Jackie suggest? Let's go. Do, let's go down to the shore. Or something? He's like, yeah. "Let's go down the shore." He's so th- that's the whole thing. Like these kids, these fucking children are scared. Yeah. And if it wasn't, and and then Dino's like, you know, like, we better do it before the crank wears off. Like if it wasn't for the drugs, if it wasn't for you know, them gassing each other up. Like they would never do this solo. Like True. this, this wouldn't happen. And there's that moment where Jackie could have, could have saved his life, to be honest. Yeah. He could have gone down the shore. It he was that, fucking... uh, it, it was the vanilla ice behind the music. They were like, Oh, we don't want to end up like this fucking guy. Got... <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what was running through his head. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Oh, I don't want to have like, I want to die with one fucking song. Come on, think about that behind the music we watch. Are we gonna end up like Vanilla Ice? Hey, what do we learn from that behind the music? <laughs> Come on, man, let's just do it before the crank wears off. Then we can watch all the behind the music we want. <laughs> they should have uh, had Ninja Rat playing on the radio. <laughs> Ninja, Ninja. Uh, that should have been the, the closing song of the episode. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, which turtle is your favorite? <laughs> Yeah, they're that, playing that Ninja Turtles. They absolutely would oh, oh, is my favorite part coming up? Like April O'Neil just popping out of the van. They, they come into the card game with like size and nunchucks and shit. Um, no, David uh, Chase, uh, Van Morrison does a great cover of Ninja Rap. You have to use it. Yeah, at the end a lot of way we make it into an episode. A lot of ninja, uh, a lot of Ninja Rat scat. <laughs> Uh, so so they barge in. Obviously, things don't go as planned. We got fucking Sunshine, uh, who's the director, uh, Paul. Uh, fuck, I should have written it down. Moransky or something like that. Uh, oh wow. He he. Uh, I think he fucking kills it just in this small little little He's bit great. as like the He's annoying great. guy just firing off like like like, like fortune philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Victory has a hundred fathers, but defeat is an orphan. Bam. He's Fucking... he's, he's been in other poker scenes, right? Yes. I think yes. so, yeah. yeah We've yeah, seen him yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Furio ends up getting shot. Um, <laughs> Jackie carjacks somebody, and Dino gets fucking two guns to the head. Yep. Um, uh, not 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 very sad about Dino's Dino's end, but uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um then we see, we get a little cameo from Dr. Ira Freed. Oh, uh, yeah. Great the erectile yeah. dysfunction. He's the shooting a erectile dysfunction commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, get some great uh, Furio cursing in Italian. Yep. Um, why? So, and then immediately after that, we get the classic scene of Chris coming to Tony saying, like, I'm doing him, doing him tonight. Yeah. Um, You're a fucking hypocrite. And, and Tony tells him no. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, and Chris calls him. He is he is being a hypocrite. Yep. You know, he's like, you yep. preach all this wise guy shit. Meanwhile, the only guys you got to play by the rules are us. Um, but it's also and, what like uh, saves Chris's life many times over. You know, until it doesn't. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which he doesn't realize. Right. Um, maybe he does, but certainly not in this moment. Why, why do you think Tony in this moment doesn't, because Chris has every right. He got shot at. He's a made guy. Uh, he has every best, right to go after Jackie. his best friend's kid. You know? It's, okay. It, it's, but but and, and his best like, friend who he lost to cancer. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's not your typical whack. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like, it, it's not like fucking Bevilacqua. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but also like almost in the very next scene, actually it is the very next scene with, with Ralph and Tony, he essentially uh, gives Ralph a green light to fucking kill his kid. Right. Yeah. So but why, but he's why also, was it that he didn't, he's moved. He doesn't want to be the one to make the final. Yeah. Call. He's making Ralph do it. He, right. It's, it's a nice bit of maneuvering. It's as good a bit of maneuvering as Tony has, has I think in the, in the, you're right. in the show. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think actually he's protecting Chris here. And he's going on instinct because he's obviously both of them are fired up right now. Also, he wants to send like, he, he wants to send a guilt trip to Ralph uh, when he yeah. you know by showing the gun that he took off of him, you know. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, so yeah. I mean, if somebody like murder obviously exposes them to you know all kinds of different charges and and vulnerabilities, and so he probably doesn't want that for Chris, but he'll give that to Ralphie. He'll put that in Ralph's lap, right? Yeah. Um, and that that I love. That's maybe one of my favorite interactions in the entire series is is the scene with Ralph and Tony because it's Very so subtle. quintessential Sopranos where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. everything Tony says you can you can read it as him being sincere with Ralph or you could read it as him telling Ralph exactly what to do why he should do it and how he should feel about it right because he's like right. you know I think you should go with your instincts um, and then he's like you know I'm sure you're gonna do the right thing that's why I made you captain. Uh, that's why all the guys will understand why you give him a pass. And when also, he says Tony, that, he's really saying like, think about the other guys and what they're going to be saying about right. you and how you're going to be perceived. Right. right? Also, it's and like, it's, 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 it's bottled rage from Tony because he's been spending all this fucking effort trying to make sure that Jackie stays on the right path. And all this time he's been undercut by Ralphie fucking giving him a piece, fucking talking yeah. in his ear, uh, yeah. You know, and, and he he has to know that Ralphie had some uh, hand in like uh, pushing him to get to that place to rob oh, yeah. the card game. Otherwise, Ralphie's insane. Otherwise, Ralphie would have been so much more pissed that his own card game got fucking held up, you know? Right. Yeah. He hands yeah. him the gun, you know? Right. There's, there's I, yeah. That. I mean, that's, you know, and and Tony tells him like. You know what? The one thing you can't do is blame yourself. But he's saying, <laughs> "Fucking blame, blame yourself, yourself, you asshole!" Yeah, right? You know, you took this kid under your wing. You schooled him best you could, didn't you? No, he fucking didn't. He gave him the gun. He he shows Ralphie the gun that that he gave Jackie Jr. and lets him know, like, this is what you got to do. And also, I think this is smart on Tony's part because he has to have like he it has to be arranged so that if Meadow ever asks if he had anything to do with Jackie's death, he can say no. Right? Right. Yeah. This conversation allows him to yeah, do that's that. That's also a good point. Um, and is, there's there's also the, an interesting, you know, a couple of dots connected where, you know, Ralphie, if his story is to believe, um, you know, he chose he chose not to go with Tony and, and, and Jackie Sr., you know, all those years ago. And now yeah. it leaves him left to 
clean up this mess. That's a know. great point. That's I, yeah. I never thought about that. Um, yeah, I mean, so he he sort he more or less gives Ralphie. He knows what decision Ralphie's yeah. going to make. Yeah. Um, from there, we get a, we get a uh, Melfi Tony scene where he's like, "She wanted me to fucking kill her." Suicide by cop. Kind of crazy that like I, I feel like she's she a little bit like breaks the breach of or breaches like the doctor patient uh confidentiality yes. thing where very much so yeah yeah <laughs> she's just had it i think at this point i think this is the mo the, as much as any moment for melfi in the show where she's just like you know what these these people i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna dish it to them a little bit yeah no she she definitely like at this point it's been what three years that they've been seeing each other mm-hmm. um in therapy uh and she's she's just dishing it to him straight at this point. She's like, you know, you're never gonna leave your wife. She might leave you. She might leave you. Like, yeah. and I and I guess some people in the psychiatry world were up in arms about that as well. Like that, like a therapist probably would never not. say that. Probably, but I, but I, I probably, <clears throat> probably wouldn't. Probably but also, wouldn't. you know, at, <clears throat> at at a certain point, I think like you see each other. It's more of like a human interaction and less of like a doctor patient interaction, right? Yeah. After three years of this, yeah they have a certain way of talking and familiarity and whatever. Also, Tony said he's 40 fucking years old. What? Yeah. <laughs> I he's like, that. I'm 40 yeah. fucking years old. I'm like, fuck, you're three years older Wasn't than me? Um... Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Um, it's not I what you want. I, saw, I thought no. I saw something recently that showed that his birthday, like, I don't know what it was, but I saw some, something on fucking Twitter or something that like, they said his birthday was August 24th, 1959. So he'd be maybe forty-two mm-hmm. or something here. But like, uh, um, Meadow is a she's a, a freshman, right? Here, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, it adds up. I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, it makes sense. They had they had mm-hmm. kids young. Um, I think yeah, we just, just don't just realize. Makes me feel weird yeah, about... we, we don't realize how <laughs> fucking old we are now. That's the yeah. problem. That's weird. The, thank you yeah. for that. That's, I mean, yeah, well, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, because I saw this when I was a fucking junior in high school for but the first time. You're, you still sit around fucking uh, smoking weed and watching Basic Instinct by <laughs> he yourself. He could have so. said he was forty years it's old, true. but really he's forty-two. You know, it doesn't. He wasn't. You know, you're right. You know. You're right. Okay. <laughs> um, you're right. Uh, ultimately, you know, she's she calls him out. You know, you're never gonna leave your wife. Uh, your your own selfishness is too strong to let that happen. And he's like, all right, all right. She's like, actually, in spite of everything, you're a very conventional man. He's like, I said yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he dislikes more, being called selfish or being confronted with the fact that he's selfish or being called a very conventional man? <laughs> oh, conventional. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, we get uh, we get the classic Patsy's finest moment, I would argue. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, test drive with Gloria. <laughs> he's like, yeah. it's got pep. I'll give it that. Uh, but... uh. <laughs> Well, but you yeah, don't like the, the, me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be scraping your nipples off these fine leather seats. Um, it, it won't, won't be, cinematic. be cinematic. That line, line is almost too smart, though, isn't yeah. it, for him? Because oh, yeah. yeah. that's the, literally the thing he needed yeah. to say there. Yeah, yep. It's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, it just... You're right. I, I mean, know. it always, it always fit too, for I, me. I agree like, with you. I think it's too smart for him, but I still love it. I mean, I... Oh, no, it's yeah, great. great. It's yeah. one of the greats. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, especially because like Tony's most recent interaction with her 
like that's what he realizes right like she's looking for this dramatic ending uh right, right. that's how she wants to go out and she wants him to be the tool uh that ends her uh and and so like they he could have relayed that to patsy it could have come out as it won't maybe. be cinematic maybe i don't know these guys are our film buffs. Some say this to her. Uh, say this to her. When you get the gun, when you get the gun to her breast, yeah, it won't be cinematic. And then kick her out of the car and drive off. Patsy, yeah. Patsy writes then, it on his palm. He's like, it he goes, won't be, cinematic. won't be cinematic. <laughs> Don't forget to get the stuffed shells. Yeah, that's that 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 last scene with him uh, getting picking. I picked up the stuffed shells. Just thought made me think like that's Gullius like coming home from the grocery store during quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got the stuffed shells, Natalie. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, did you did you guys know that fucking Bob Dylan approached uh, the Sopranos and was like, "Hey, I want to write a Dean Martin song specifically for the Sopranos," and he he covered "Return to Me." For you the know, show, you know, it is kind of weird, but also it's very on the nose with it. Like he's such a weird dude, you know. Like, <laughs> he, he like requested a. Have you ever listened to the, his Christmas album? It's so fucking bizarre, and like I don't. He's known maybe. to do weird shit, <laughs> and also like you know, like Steve Van is associated with the show, obviously, and yeah. uh, and the and the show had such good fucking music, so. Not yeah. so crazy, but it is funny to imagine Bob Dylan watching The Sopranos on a Sunday night, like eating a tray of like ZD by himself. Yeah. I mean, that's that's funny. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we get the we get Ralphie coming home to row. You know, he he's got to set it up that Jackie Junior uh, has been he's he's been dealing drugs or or he's a coke addict or whatever. He's got to like cover his own ass here. Um, Poor fucking Sharon Ro, Angela. Man. Oh, so she's good. so good. Um, yeah, and we got Carmela. We see her studying for her real estate exam, which is the first yep. we see of that. Which, which is mm-hmm. sort of like a, a little story thread that goes to the end of the series for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony comes home and he sort of recognizes, like, okay, I had my a mofo or whatever the fuck. And and she's like, he's like, you know, you don't have these fucking Looney Tunes moods. What is it? Because you exercise. Like he's realizing, like Carmela is like the domestic sort of safe, um, comfortable. Uh, decision he made in his life that old, he's old faith that he's appreciative of now. Yeah, exactly. Which which but, Melfi but, pointed out, like you know, it's like the it's 100%. the one uh, you know good decision he's made in his life in regards to women. Yeah. And and Carmela takes has taken the ring off. She's like, yeah, oh, it needs to be like resized or whatever. I don't think we ever see her wear it again for the rest of the series. No. So no. So that's her like foregoing what lays without uh, uh, for per Father Obosi. Uh, but as we know, like she fucking has Tony buy her a spec house and everything else. So like <laughs> she doesn't forego for long. Um, no. Yeah. And that's uh, any, any, anything else you guys want to talk about this up? I think we got it. I think we got I think it. We got everything. Yeah. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah. Let's fucking move internet? on to uh, fucking internet. <laughs> um, fucking this, of course, is a part of the show where we source questions, comments from across the internet. Today, it's all Reddit stuff mm. um, and all about the episode. So oh. this one from user None Righteous. Maybe I'm just a stunad, but what was the point of Carmela talking about her period and crying in the art museum with Meadow and Amor Fu? Was this hinting at her being pregnant? What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love a lot of these. Uh, a lot of these are always just like, yeah, dude. What the uh, fuck? Are you asking none, this? none righteous. You're just a stunad, okay? <laughs> yeah, so, you're a stunad. So when Patsy talks about getting stuffed shells, what is that, pasta? <laughs> <laughs> what is that for, like, dinner? Um, What's he getting? I've be? never yeah. heard of those before. So what is, what's it stuffed with? <laughs> <laughs> What, like stuffing, uh, like in a pillow? <laughs> this one from user Tia Kiuta. Don't know. Realization. I'm watching Amor Fu, and Meadow re- reveals she and Jackie have broken up. Do you think she knows if she revealed he cheated on her, Tony might kill him? If so, I have more respect for her. Mm. Uh, hmm. it's, it's possible. No. You no. don't think so? I don't. I don't think Meadow... No, not at all. She doesn't want Jackie to die. She doesn't want Jackie to be killed. I don't think she, and she certainly doesn't want her father to murder him. No, I thought, oh, isn't that that what they're asking? That like, that's why she doesn't say it? Well, no, she, she tells, like she, she tells Carmela. So not that he cheated on her, right? Yeah, she just says they broke up. I feel like it's just like I I read it. I read it wrong. Yeah, okay. I think this is just a teenager who who is trying to give their parent the least information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possible. This is true. That's most likely. Yeah, she doesn't want Carm fucking sticking her. Yeah, okay. So in that case, hey, I'm the stunad. Okay, I I read that wrong. You stunad. Uh, this next one from user. Swiss Watch 97. This is more of a comment. Uh, Amorfu Mofo. In the episode Amorfu, Tony mispronounces the phrase Amorfu as Mofo. At first, I thought this was just a funny malapropism, but I remembered that Gloria is supposed to represent his mother. Tony says to Gloria, We had our Mofo, meaning in his mind, we had our Amorfu, but it could more literally be understood as we had our mother fucking. Tony is literally saying that his relationship with Gloria Gloria was motherfucking, even if he doesn't realize it. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's good. No, I like wow. that. I that's think great. I, I think Damn, that's... Uh, it sounds like they posted that on Reddit before the crank wore off, but okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, you guys don't think there's like subtleties written into shit like that? I think I think that that's like Mofo is, is motherfucker. Wow. Right? You you just you get always give way more credit to Renzuli than we do, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's possible. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. That does seem a little heavy handed, though, if that is true. <laughs> and would they? And yet it? none of I didn't pick up on it personally. Right. Uh, and yet you don't pick up on yeah. it. But yeah, how could it be heavy handed I mean, if, 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 if you're not? If most people don't realize it. I know. But I know. I don't know. I don't know. I th- sure. I, 
I think it's a it's a happy coincidence. I, maybe want... the writers didn't know, but I think I right, like it. Sure. I I, I kind of like how that works. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Um, this one from user Esme Shoma Chia. What the fuck are these names? Sunshine really punched his own ticket. Loaded shotgun pointed at his face during the card game robbery. Warned to shut the fuck up. Not only doesn't shut the fuck up, but preaches some annoying metaphorical bullshit that would set anyone off. Fuck, even I wanted him to get killed right there. He's weak and gunless. He's not a maid. He's not made. And he's no tough guy. He's only going to get himself killed by being a loudmouth. He didn't deserve to get killed. But Christ Almighty, he was really asking for it. Any other moments where a character is basically suicidal like that in their behavior? Yeah, in the same episode. episode. (laughs) (laughs) We just fucking talked about it. Yeah. Esme. Come on, man. I I mean, yeah, there's there's many times where where people run their mouths and end up fucking getting killed. Yeah, I think you uh, assume that you're, you're probably safe. Uh, not getting killed given like whose card game it is and whatnot uh, and the people that are playing at the game I think you probably assume these kids aren't like uh, don't have the balls enough to fucking kill them but right right and they do um, this next one from Rick MacD19 uh, I always wondered why at the end of this episode they hold on Patsy for a long single take going about an everyday errand to end the episode my first thought was showing the juxtaposition between the sociopath gangster and the everyman father slash husband, Patsy just having horrifically threatened Gloria in his previous scene. But I feel like by this point in the series, that idea has already been showcased and explored several times to much greater effect. Any thoughts? Why see the the episode closes on that long shot of of Patsy uh, putting driving his groceries away. in the car and yeah. driving away, yeah. and we linger. Uh, I, I when I first saw it, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought they lingered on his trunk because I thought Glor- like we were supposed to wonder if Gloria was in the back of his trunk. Oh, wow. <laughs> like shit oh, went wow. wrong. And I don't I, and I never thought that they that that's what they were saying, but I thought that that was what they wanted us to wonder. Um, it's definitely but, it's definitely something that they wanted us to wonder. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the moment. Um but I think once you feel like once we learn about what happens to her, like, yeah, that's I think now just watching it, it's just like, um, <clears throat> this is a slice of life. Like, you know, oh, I'll go threaten some woman to kill her and then I'll go pick up groceries. I think that right. like that that's yeah. what it was. I think that's yeah. what they were showing. Yeah, totally. I, I think, yeah. I mean, yes, they've they've sort of made that point before, like the fucking regularness of life. Yeah. You know, the, All in a day's work. Mundane. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, but it's it's built into the DNA of the show, so it's gonna recur over and over again. You're gonna see like these guys fucking going for groceries and then threatening to splatter a woman's nipples on her leather seats, like back to back, because that's yeah. the lives they're living. Yeah. Um. So they, I. I there's many more times throughout the series where that juxtaposition is showcased. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Rick McD's problem they is. They could have killed, like they could have made it look like she killed herself. Right. When do we learn that she killed herself? Uh, next, next season. Next season. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. what episode? I mean, I don't know how soon. It's like episode six or oh. so, uh, yeah, everybody then I don't hurts. Think, then I don't think so. I feel like you would have known like sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Possibly. That's all I got for fucking internet, guys. So. Oh, wow. Well, good shit. Well, good shit. great episode. Uh, 
John, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you good. for requesting an excellent episode with an excellent guest. Uh, oh, yeah. You have stuff you want to push, John, to our listeners? I'm sure there's a uh, uh, a bunch of Nick's overlap? people that yes, yeah, well, overlap. I mean, if you if you enjoy the 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 musings of of one David Futternick, he's going to be coming on on my podcast pretty soon. I think it's true. Uh, another. Another spot on the Knicks Film School podcast. So yeah, if you want to hear me hear me talk about uh, basketball with a variety of people who know more about basketball than me, um, feel free to tune into that. Hey, John, I got John's... the over. I got the over on the Knicks. Over. I oh, smart man. I like. Some... I like it barely, but I like. Somebody's it. got quickly, quickly fever, baby. I love it. Uh, well, John, thank you for coming on, and listeners, uh, definitely check out Knicks Film School podcast and John's excellent newsletter as well. If you're a Knicks fan. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can hit us up at osopranospod at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, things you like, things you don't like. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at osopranospod. Give us a five-star review. That shit helps because uh, there are other Sopranos podcasts that fucking suck. And we want you to fucking listen to our fucking Sopranos podcast because it's like better than all the other ones. Sorry, it just is. Uh, everybody have a great Christmas. Uh, happy holidays to Merry everyone. Christmas. Merry happy fucking holidays. Christmas. Fuck you, Santa. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> oh! oh.